Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this bonus episode. So this is a Q&A. Actually, it's part two of the Q&A conversation that I started with Tinto. You guys remember Tinto, right? From the Feeling Station podcast. Shout out to Tinto. If you missed part one, make sure to go back and listen to that. So yeah, this is a continuation of that conversation, which we recorded just before season two came out. And we actually started talking a little bit more about the behind the scenes making of season one as well as the awards night from 2021 yeah so i think it was a really dope conversation i hope you enjoy this and um at the end of this i'm actually going to pop back in and fill you in on some of the recent exciting news surrounding the show as well as answer the number one question that has been coming through the inbox which is is there going to be a season three so keep listening to get the ball rolling, I was doing a little reading and I'm incredibly impressed, right? So the Private Affairs podcast has topped the Apple podcast fiction charts in Australia, the charts in New Zealand, in Great Britain, South Africa, and Zimbabwe. Mm -hmm. And then to add on to that, you've peaked at number two in Canada and peaked at number three in Nigeria. That is an incredible achievement. That is absolutely amazing. What's also happened with your podcast is You've been nominated for the Australian Podcast Awards, and this is in 2021, and amazing things happened. You were runner-up for the Best New Podcast, and then you took it a notch up by actually being the winner for not just one segment, but two segments, right? The first one being Best Fiction Podcast, and the second one being Podcast of the Year. And I want to know how it has made you feel being nominated for these awards, and actually going on to win. Okay, yeah. So that was an epic night because, you know, I'm on the outskirts. I'm an indie producer, right? So mm-hmm. for us to win Best Fiction, because they announced that first, I was like, okay, cool. Like, I, I kind of had a feeling that we had a, a good shot at Best Fiction. And then when we got the runner-up prize for Best New, I was like, that's super key because... I knew that fiction is sort of like an underdog category. And to be taken seriously, I felt like we needed to win or be a finalist in another category other than fiction, right? So anyway, so now they're getting to announcing podcast of the year. I did not think that we were going to win podcast of the year because we're competing against massive podcasts, right? With like big budgets. I'm talking about podcasts with like teams, actual... (laughs) You know, many people uh, across different roles working on these podcasts. So I was actually like packing up, getting ready to go. Let's get (laughs) our stuff and go. And then they're like, yeah, podcast of the year is private affairs. And I just like, I lost it. Like you can see it on Instagram. I was like, oh my God. I remember remember seeing that moment and I was like, wow, this really is an expression of excitement. So it was completely unexpected for you. Yeah, so it was completely unexpected. But, you know, to be honest, going into the awards actually felt like we'd already won, you know, like just being able to make 
this podcast yeah. as an independent producer mm-hmm. during a pandemic, for me, I really felt like we'd already won. And just looking at the response from the audience, mm-hmm. all the reviews, DMs about their own experiences with dating or whatever theme in the podcast that we're exploring, those are the things that really counted to me. Yeah. You mentioned something interesting when you said that there were other podcasts in there that had really huge budgets and big teams, right? And mm-hmm. obviously that's an intimidating factor. And one of the things that easily could happen is burnout. And burnout is a very real thing because I remember burning out on some projects I was working on previously. Did you feel burnout in, in the work for season one? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did. I think, uh, yeah, especially at the end. In fact, I don't think I've actually really rested since season one if I have to be honest Mm -hmm. but I would have loved to have a production assistant because there is so much going on especially during production when you're trying to think of the creative side the direction right Mm -hmm. and be present it's hard to kind of focus on that task when you're also thinking about logistics absolutely you know when you're also yeah so it's it's a difficult thing, you know, because you only have so much budget. Mm-hmm. So the ideal situation would be to have enough resources to pay more people to delegate some of those tasks. You described something that caught my attention. Now, yeah. I'm used to hearing casting happening with directors in the TV and film sense in that you, you, you can visually see someone and see whether the reactions are emulating what the story is trying to tell. Now, mm-hmm. how does that work with casting for for voice and podcasting? Yeah, well, look, I think different people have their own methods of yeah. how they go about the casting process. For me, what I do is I request mm-hmm. that people record a one-minute monologue of their choosing and send it to me. When I receive that, I try not to look at the person's face, picture, right. whatever, because I don't want that to influence my decision. Mm-hmm. The point of the monologue is for me to actually hear their voice properly. And I make it such that it's of their choosing for a couple of reasons. One, Mm -hmm. I want people to be able to select material that they know they are good at. So show me your best, right? Mm -hmm. Two, I also want to see if people understood the assignment. So we are a romantic dramedy, you know, realism type of podcast. Mm -hmm. If you send me like a sci-fi or like a, a voice of like a goblin, (laughs) <laughs> I'm not going to call you back, which has happened, which has happened. I'm like, the voice okay, of so, a goblin. Yes. My precious. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, I don't know yeah. what to do with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> so you're not getting a call back. It's not fitting the part. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we go through that process. Uh, I select people to do a virtual audition. Uh, mm-hmm. So that is more like I send them the script two or three pages, Mm -hmm. and we read through it a couple of times. I give them some notes to see, can they take direction? Are they adaptable? Or does someone just come in with one way of playing a part? What happens if I say, okay, let's change the intention of this character. How does that make you change the way you play it, right? Mm Because those are the things that are going to count in production. And I also... You know, it's sort of like a job interview, right? Like I Mm -hmm. do open it up for the person to ask me questions. Mm. That also kind of like informs me of like the type of person they are because, you know, I don't want just someone who can perform. There are many actors who can perform, Mm -hmm. but are your intentions with why you want to be on the project right? And that moves me on to the next bit. We already Mm -hmm. know what the themes are. They are very bold, right? And more specifically, the theme of sex. 
Would you be considered mm-hmm. very bold in caps in the society that V comes from and that she grew up in? So whenever I listen to podcasts, I make sure that I got either my headphones or my earpods because I want to get absorbed and immersed mm-hmm. in the experience. So I'm listening to episode one, episode two, and then the sex scenes come through and I'm like, whoa, all right? <laughs> you know, with the sound effects, I remember being on the train and looking around to see whether somebody could hear what I could hear, <laughs> right? Uh, it kind of caught me yeah. off guard, but as the podcast progressed, I got more comfortable with it. So my question mm-hmm. is here is, did you think... Oh, you know, putting this in an audio format with so much intensity and the sound effects doing exactly what they're supposed to would be too bold for my audience. Did you ever feel people might shy away from it because it's too out there? I didn't feel like it would be too much. Why? Mm -hmm. Because I had listened to another fiction podcast called Dirty Diana. And Dirty Diana is quite explicit. So I was like, oh, okay, well, if people are rocking with Dirty Diana, then... It's fine. It kind of gave me permission. Well, I felt like it kind of gave me permission to mm-hmm. to really go for it the way that I wanted to. Because, yeah, I, I did think initially, like, am I doing the most? But when mm-hmm. I heard Dirty Diana, I was like, oh, it's okay. Right. <laughs> you know, but when it did come out, mm-hmm. I had some people who were shocked. Although yeah. there's a content warning. This is what I don't understand. Because <laughs> <laughs> Who listens to warnings? <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh-huh. But even with all of that, there were some people who would like text me and be like, oh my gosh, is this allowed? <laughs> <laughs> is this allowed? <laughs> yeah. So I got freaked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got freaked out. Yeah. And... I was like, oh my gosh, how many other episodes do we have with sex in them? Yeah. At that stage, it was just uh, episode one, two, and three that had come yeah. out. So mm-hmm. I started listening to episode four, the sex scene for that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, should I change it? Should I, should I take it out? Should I make it shorter? But then I was listening to the whole episode and I was like, no, it's needed. Like that's Absolutely. a point of yeah. reconciliation. Yeah. We need to feel... In a way, like, you know, the, the emotions as well of like reconnecting with someone. So I mm-hmm. felt like it was completely necessary to keep the sex scenes as they were. Yeah. For, for those who don't follow your social media, where can they find this podcast? Yeah, so you can find the podcast on um, uh, Instagram at Private Affairs Pod, Facebook as well, Twitter at Private Affairs P. Thanks, Tinto. You're welcome. Thanks again to Tinto for helping out with the Q&A. And now let me fill you in on what's been going on with this year's awards. Super excited to let you know that Private Affairs was nominated for three awards at the International Women's Podcast Awards. We were nominated for Moment of Compelling Storytelling, Moment of Dramatic Tension and the Award for Changing the World One Moment at a Time. And we were also nominated at the Australian Podcast Awards for Best Fiction. Now, this year we didn't take home the trophy for those awards, but we were selected by Apple Podcasts as shows we love for 2023 pick which is ah, such a big deal so thank you so much to apple podcasts for featuring us now on to the big question which i know you've been waiting for which is is there going to be a season three and honestly i don't know i don't have a solid answer for you today and that's mainly because it depends on being able to raise enough funds to make another season 
As you know, Private Affairs is an independent podcast, and this style of podcast is one of the most expensive types to make. So yeah, it really depends on being able to raise enough money. But if you would like to support, you can donate, or you can also buy merch, and you can do that at the website, privateaffairspod.com. If you can't support financially, Hey, I, I get it because cost of living is doing the most right now, right? Um, so you can go ahead and leave a review because those reviews really do help when I'm putting together funding proposals. And if you'd like to stay connected and up to date with the progress, you can sign up for the newsletter that's also at the website, privateaffairspod.com. Well, thank you so much for listening and supporting the show and enjoy the holidays. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.